Light travels from the first moments of time across the universe, burning away the darkness, the stories of conviction, of defiance and justice, of women who have caused heaven's plans to be reshaped and redrawn. Tamar and Rahab and Ruth, who have conspired with the light and brought a new hope to shine on old injustices. And in this season of flesh, of divine presence in human skin, we tell these stories again, in defiance against the dark. We speak with pride of these daring women who made room in their skin for godly incarnation. Thank you for the chance to meet again and travel together through Advent and make space to speak of the women, the first ones, who have shaped incarnation through their defiance and daring. Those four who are found in the genealogy of Jesus, it is them we travel with this year. And so we meet Ruth, the Moabite woman, not a Jew, never been anywhere near Judea who finds her way into the central story of faith at a place called Bethlehem and becomes the mother of Obed, grandmother of Jesse, great-grandmother of David. In this season of light that conspires against the darkness, maybe kindle hope again and place here a marker that God is on the way. May we choose to live as life in these shadows and start the rumour all will be redeemed in the moment of birth. May we travel towards justice and with all the humanity we have reveal the Saviour, the enfleshed one, in our human touch and leave here that which is not infested with light, that which hurts and brings on the shadows and fear and prejudice, the safety of comfort and the comfort of the status quo. This is Advent. And may we hear the angels sing and the light shift and the word clear its throat with the news. Change is more than a rumour It is the battle God is taking on. Flesh is now the divine home and the word is breathing among us. In this season of flesh, where the divine light finds home in human skin, may we believe the rumour. The light is on the way. Hear us as we share the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who is in heaven, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you.
woman in Jesus' genealogy is Ruth, who's perhaps not so innocent as we have traditionally thought. However, the story so far. Naomi leaves Bethlehem with her two sons for Moab, and entire, which is an entirely different country. Indeed, it was an empire in its own right. While there, her sons marry Moabite women, Orpah and Ruth. Unfortunately, both sons die, and it is the three women who are left without security and a sustainable future. Naomi decides to return to Judea, but insists the two Moabite women remain in Moab and find husbands. Orpah decides to do so, but Ruth decides to go with Naomi, even though she is going to a foreign land of which she knows nothing, having never been there before, and there is no kinsman to support them, says Naomi. On returning, Naomi confesses that indeed there is a kinsman, Boaz. Ruth is sent to glean from the fields the Israelite welfare system, picking up the leftover barley. Boaz's eye falls on her, and Naomi hatches a plan for a more secure future, using only that which a woman could use in those days. Of verses from Ruth. Naomi, Ruth's mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, I need to seek some security for you, so that it may be well with you. Now, here is our kinsman Boaz, with whose young women you have been working. See, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Now, wash and anoint yourself, and put on your best clothes, and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, observe the place where he lies. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down, and he will tell you what to do. Ruth said to her, All that you tell me, I will do. So she went down to the threshing floor and did just as her mother-in-law had instructed her. When Boaz had eaten and drunk and he was in a contented mood, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. Then she came quietly and uncovered his feet and lay down. At midnight, the man was startled and turned over, and there, lying at his feet, was a woman. He said, Who are you? And she answered, I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your cloak over your servant, for you are next of kin. So she lay at his feet until morning, but got up before one person could recognise another, for he said, It must not be known that the woman came to the threshing floor. Then he said, Bring the cloak you were wearing and hold it out. So she held it, and he measured out six measures of barley and put it on her back. Then he went into the city. She came to her mother-in-law, who said, How did things go with you, my daughter? Then she told her all that the man had done for her, saying, He gave me these six measures of barley, for he said, Do not go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. She replied, Wait, my daughter, until you learn how that matter turns out, for the man will not rest, but will settle the matter today. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. When they came together, the Lord made her conceive, and she bore a son. Then the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without next of kin, and may his name be renowned in Israel. They named him Obed. He became the father of Jesse, 
the father of David. We've less than two weeks before Christmas, but it doesn't really feel like that, does it? Maybe you are all effervescent with with seasonal joy, and you're lucky enough to have been one of the few able to buy a turkey. And you're probably going to visit a relative at Christmas and live off their heat. And you've bought enough Christmas jumpers over the years to keep you warm if you wear them all at the one go. It certainly feels different this year again. So many stories of cutting back on food and heating, presents, outings. And for the least in our communities, it is a genuine worry. Not so much over a reduced Christmas. For all our sakes, that possibly is never going to be a bad thing. But the sense of well-being, the comfort of having what we imagine is adequate, of being able to afford what we consider a good Christmas... Now, everyone will argue a different point of view over what is adequate and affordable and necessary. That's not the point. It is a sense that we feel less this year. We have woken up to a less comfortable, less secure, even less expectant celebration of incarnation. And I know most folk listening can recall stories of themselves or parents who had a far more frugal Christmas and enjoyed it all the more. Again, it's not quite the point. It is that we feel reduced, less secure, less confident. Which is where we meet Ruth and Naomi, two widows in different generations. Naomi being a Jew, Ruth not. She has no link with Judaism, never been to Judea, only heard stories of it from her now deceased husband. And with no security, they make their way to Bethlehem. Naomi assuring Ruth she shouldn't come as there are no kinsmen, no one, under Leverett Code to marry them and keep them safe. Ruth insists that she will go to Bethlehem and Naomi hatches a plan, a cunning one that involves the traits of the other two women we've talked about this Advent. Some deceit, some lie, some manipulation as they had no other choices for their security. Ruth is not innocent and certainly not naive, no matter how much we have romanced her story. And we won't go into the details here. They are wily women and cunning and manipulate affairs in order to keep themselves safe and have a secure future. But that very question is the very heart of the matter. For if we can't understand that in our context today, then we don't understand anything about Ruth and Naomi. Because the story is all about seeking security in an insecure world. It is full of the issues of how to create a society that welcomes people who are not your own. Massive issues for us today, dealt with in a four-chapter story in the Bible. And the resolution of the story is found in people's commitment to one another. Ruth's commitment to Naomi promising to journey with her. Naomi's commitment to Ruth to plan a secure future. Boaz's commitment to Ruth, welcoming a newcomer. And in this season of incarnation, when the divine love finds itself in the same human skin as Ruth, Jesus' own ancestor, who discovered himself, those who gave him security are unwelcome shepherds, foreign astrologers and a teenage woman out of depth. But each make a commitment of welcome. 
And as such, the commitment to each other becomes a source of divine blessing. There is the more generous gift this Christmas, especially to those who are least and lost. Maybe that is where we begin again, in a less secure world, a a commitment to each other of love, of care, of peace, which is always going to be more in a world of less. for letting us accompany you today in worship. All our activities leading up to Christmas are all on the website at nkchurch.org.uk or in the bulletin, which you can receive by post or by email. Lots of things happening. Our warm spaces is they're on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Friday just to pop into the church. There's things going on, but there's also tea and coffee all the time. So please do look at the website when these are open. And we have various activities leading up um, to the celebration of Christmas Day, Christmas Eve. Well, on Sunday the 18th, we have our nativity play in the morning and a carol service at 4.30 in the afternoon. And then on the 24th, our light festival workshop is at 6.30 on Christmas Eve and then 7 o'clock for the light festival service itself. And then 11.30 for watch night. Our Christmas Day service is shared with the Cross Church in the Cross Church this year at 10.30 on Christmas Day. And we host the Nair Day service at 10.30 on January the 1st. So please do feel free to come and join us when you can and if you can. And uh, we'll hopefully see you then. But let's gather our activities, our thoughts, our concerns together in our prayers for others. Let us pray. May we gather with all those who have travelled this season, through time and across borders, found themselves to be strangers, wondering what welcome they will receive. In this season of travelling, yet with so much disruption and the complex arguments for that, may we pause with Ruth and pray for those who are in dispute and worried and stuck with plans uncertain. In this season of refugees, where borders are crossed and unknown, the unknown lies ahead, may we pause with Ruth and pray for those who are not at home because of conflict or hunger or fear. In this season of finding a home, where those familiar places seem lost to us, maybe pause with Ruth and pray for those who have lost homes, who are on streets because of mental health, whose homes are no longer safe because of gangs in Haiti, homes unsafe because of abuse or conflict. And maybe make space for them all. In this season of family, of renewing family and friendships, creating community, maybe pause with Ruth and pray for new connections, new ways to enflesh divine love and gather together the diversity of our humanity into the breadth of love and know the peace that comes in such a hope and such a space. Hear us. So be it. Amen. Now go in peace and bring that peace to others. 
and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the common life of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.